0: Hello Canada, it's Tony here in Saskatchewan. Today's date is January 21st, 2021. Uh, hopefully you were have listened to our full episode published yesterday, January 20th. I'm quite biased to say it was a good one, so I hope you did have a chance to tune in. And if not, uh, please download it after you finish listening to this rant. Because this rant is about other events that happened yesterday, January 20th, 2021, and yes, our show is called Canadian Common Sense. If you listen to our latest trailer, we talk about Canadian issues, Canada's issues, Canadian politics. However, I need to talk about some events that occurred in the United States yesterday, and that is that President Joe Biden was sworn in as President, and he actually made good on one of his campaign promises, and that was to kill the Keystone XL pipeline project. Um, They've called the KXL expansion, goes by many different names. At any rate, it was the Keystone XL pipeline. A very brief and probably inaccurate history of this pipeline project. It was first proposed in 2008. It had gone through environmental reviews and... The State Department, under then-President Obama, had said that, yep, it's good, it meets environmental standards and it's fine, but President Obama still said no and signed a presidential directive to kill the pipeline. So TransCanada Energy, which is now called TC Energy, proposed to take a different route of the pipeline and spent an awful lot of money on it. Anyway, the uh, pipeline was killed again by, by, by President Obama and at that time Vice President Joe Biden 2012. The project was revived by President Donald Trump and when, when he was in office. And it went strong until yesterday. So we're looking at the better part of 13 years that this project has been on again, off again, in limbo, and finally now off. So I wonder if if it's not time to just accept it. Honestly, TC Energy probably lacks the energy, or even the financial resources, to continue delaying this project that is wanted by People because it means jobs on the ground. But unfortunately, politicians continue to waffle back and forth. And when there's political, I want to say instability on such an issue as this, and it's not political instability, but it's just political flip flopping. Do we let it go ahead? Do we not? That creates economic uncertainty. When there's economic uncertainty, private capital tends to run away from the industry. And that is what has happened in Canada, is that nobody is investing in oil and gas because, well, there's just no political appetite for the oil and gas industry. So Jason Kenney, who has been a great warrior for Alberta and Alberta's energy sector and has fought the good fight for for the Alberta oil patch, mostly... I disagree with his carbon tax very strongly. I don't care if he wants to tax quote-unquote heavy emitters or not. I do not agree with his carbon tax ideas. Beyond that, Jason Kenney has been a great booster for Alberta and Alberta energy. And am I biased? Absolutely. Because I grew up in Alberta. I was born and raised in northern Alberta and damn proud to say so. So this issue hits home for me a little more as well. Now, Jason Kenney has suggested that perhaps it's time for legal action and he will take legal action to seek damages for lost revenue and blown investment money because the Alberta government under Jason Kenney poured over a billion taxpayer dollars into this project, which now won't be recouped because, well, the project is done again. So, after the better part of 13 years, it might be time just to say, it's done. You know what, Mr. Kenny? You can sue the U.S. government, and you may even be successful one day. You may not be premier anymore by the time the Alberta government's case makes it through the Supreme Court of the United States and is potentially successful, and you'll likely spend more than the billion dollars... On legal fees. Well, you might not, but I mean, the US government will certainly spend that much on legal fees just to avoid paying you. And even if they do have to pay, it will be a drop in the bucket for them. They won't care. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is the crux of my rant. They don't care. The government doesn't care. Do you think Justin Trudeau cares that a pipeline project was stalled? <laughs> oh, he couldn't be happier. And yes, we all know we heard, oh, Justin Trudeau did talk about the, the pipeline project with, with Joe Biden. And that's actually all they said. They actually, the media just said that that project was discussed. I wouldn't put it past Justin Trudeau to have had the discussion with Joe Biden to say that, you know what? That, that pipeline is awful. And you sh- you probably should kill it, Mr. Biden. Because Justin Trudeau hates oil and gas. And you know what he hates even more than oil and gas? Alberta. He hates Alberta. He hates Western Canada. He really hates the oil sands. And he couldn't care less if the oil and gas industry flounders. Do you want proof? Well, shortly after Justin Trudeau was elected prime minister, he said over in Europe, Oh, as much as I would like to see the oil sands phased out tomorrow. Oh, well, we kind of thought that was one of the financial engines of the Canadian economy. And the oil patches 10% of the Canadian economy is actually the oil and gas sector. But Mr. Trudeau doesn't care. Mr. Trudeau hates oil and gas. He hates pipelines. Why do you think he canceled the Northern Gateway pipeline project. Even though it already had approval because Prime Minister Stephen Harper had actually done all the legwork, it was set to go until Justin Trudeau said no. Energy East, what a great pipeline that would have been, taking Western Canadian oil to Eastern Canadian refineries so they would not have to buy foreign oil. But instead of allowing that to continue, Mr. Trudeau just continued to move the goalposts until the oil companies just said no we're uh, we're out we quit and again that was TC energy who just said okay forget it we're not we're not gonna continue to talk about upstream and downstream emissions and we're not going to continue to say oh oh now we need to uh, to do some different assessments they give up Kinder Morgan trans Mountain Exp- expansion project. Boy, we heard a lot about that over the years because Kinder Morgan finally just said, we're done. We can't keep doing this when we've got to continue to have consultations and then have more consultations, have those consultations thrown out and then do more consultations and continue to have a stalled project. So Kinder Morgan said, we need a buyer. So Justin Trudeau said, let's throw a bunch of, the billions of dollars of taxpayer money at it. And still not get it built. You heard Lewis and I on this show years back saying it's not going to get built. It's done. As soon as the government of Canada bought it, they bought it to shut it down. And well, as much as Seamus O'Regan wants to say it's getting built, it's not getting built. So it continues just to be uh, yet one more albatross around the neck of this government. Do you need more proof that Justin Trudeau hates oil and gas? If you're a regular listener, you don't. Because we've laid it out very clearly for you. If you're new to the show, God bless you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Let's look at Bill C-69, the No More Pipelines Act. And that's not what it's officially called. It's Impact Assessment Blah 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 Act. And... Essentially, what it says is that any resource project, not even just oil and gas, so we're talking about mining, we're talking about forestry, needs to undergo not only consultations with any affected communities, but also needs to study the impact on, on the individual communities affected by the, by the project, especially on gender Gender impact studies have, have to be done and completed and shown to the environment minister because the effect on women could be disproportionate in a negative way, of course. And the environment minister themselves, federally, would have the power to say no to any resource project just based on the gender impact study or any part of the assessment process. So no wonder there are no proposed resource projects, pipelines in Western Canada. If it's a cement plant in Quebec and the gas pay, that's protecting Quebec jobs. Those don't even need an environmental assessment. They just get rubber stamped and they're approved. That's Quebec. We need to protect Quebec jobs. However, even projects like Well, let's talk about Coastal Gas Link, for example. That was only a year ago that the project was actually good to go and approved until some hereditary chiefs decided to start muddying the waters a little bit. And now that very clean natural gas pipeline project is in limbo. Do you get it now? Justin Trudeau, our Prime Minister... Hates oil and gas. Do you work in oil and gas? He hates you too. Are you from Alberta? He hates you too. Are you from Saskatchewan, the Interior, of British Columbia, Southern Manitoba, perhaps? He hates you. Get that through your heads. Justin Trudeau hates you. He has taken this gift from Joe Biden yesterday cancelling the Keystone XL project in the United States. And he is dancing on his desk right now because that pipeline from the Canadian side is all done. So this really is just a matter of now stopping Canadian oil from flowing to the United States to the Gulf Coast through a pipeline, which of course is the most efficient and environmentally sensitive way to do it. And just yesterday, I heard a podcast with a gentleman from the from Fort McMurray in the oil and gas sector in Alberta, trying to be optimistic and saying, well, you know, now that Synovus has proven that we can transport Western Canadian oil to Eastern Canadian refineries via tankers through the Panama Canal to take an 11,600-kilometer journey up and down the coasts of North and and Central America to get to the Eastern Canadian refineries, well, maybe that proves that that there is that appetite, and maybe they'll get a pipeline built now. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Um, I appreciate his optimism. He's dreaming, of course. And if you just assess what I just said, that a tanker of oil taking an 11,600-kilometer journey up and down the coasts of North and Central America is an efficient way to move oil, I got nothing. And that oil, of course, is subject to a carbon tax. Thank you, Mr. Trudeau, for increasing said carbon tax by 50% at the start of this year in the middle of a recession brought on by a pandemic, by the way. Brilliant move. And your announcement that the carbon tax was going to go up fivefold by 2030 to $170 a ton? Genius, Mr. Trudeau. Genius. Well, oh, by the way, oil from Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, those... Great capitalist, free societies, utopias. Oh, wait, neither of them fall in that category. But that oil, or Nigerian oil, for that matter, not subject to Justin Trudeau's carbon tax. Do you get what I'm saying yet? Do you understand that Justin Trudeau hates you, Canadian oil? He hates you. And he had a goal to kill the oil and gas sector when he became Prime Minister. And he's going to see it through. So maybe it's time to throw in the towel. Maybe it's time that you understood that no matter what you do to try to move Canadian oil to foreign markets, Justin Trudeau has a roadblock ready for you. And don't think for one minute, now that Joe Biden is president in America with a Democratic House and effectively a Democratic Senate, yes, it's tied 50-50, but rhinos will always vote with Democrats and Kamala Harris would be the the one to break a tying vote if one ever occurred anyway. So at least for the next two years, Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau are going to be in a competition to out green and out radical each other. So don't think for one minute you're not going to see more Tides Foundation funded protesters at any possible hearing or job site in the Canadian oil and gas sector. Ad infinitum, at least for the next two years, if not for a lot longer. Do you get it yet, Alberta? Justin Trudeau hates you. Justin Trudeau hates oil and gas. My mistake. Justin Trudeau hates Canadian oil and gas. So maybe it's time, Alberta, you had the very serious conversation with yourself and your partners in Western Canada. Maybe it's time to, to say, you know what? we really need to rethink of this idea called Canada. Because right now, Canada isn't a country. When we're, we have a, a prime minister who pits region against region, Canadian against Canadian, this is no longer a country. New Brunswick Pl- Premier Blaine Higgs said a year or possibly two years ago, is Canada a nation or a notion? I think we know the answer. What are we going to do about it? This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony.